Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomb Dot listeners. Uh, this is Dr. Saide Malikapsali speaking. I'm sitting with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandrati. Uh, yesterday, we talked about uh, the jury duty, the jury committee, the judges, the debating between whether we need to have more judges uh, versus having keeping the jury committee. And we had a long conversation over that for the whole session. And today in continuation of that conversation, we like to talk about what is our role in um, public? What is our role in um, decisions and the law? So I want to hand in the conversation to Dr. Alexandrati, and then we start having our regular uh, term in conversing. Yeah, I will, I will go ahead and jump in here. Uh, in regards to our impact in the legal system or in our involvement, I think it's one of those things is, you know, even just hearing that question initially, it's just like, well, I don't know. What, what am I supposed to do? But I was thinking like one of the, just being a, this idea of being a law abiding citizen, like, what does that mean? And I think a lot of times it starts even small as, you know, if we see a crime or we see something kind of bad happen, you know, we'll, we'll call 911 a lot of times. We were talking about in psychology, there's the bystander effect, social psychology, the bystander effect, which we tend to think that most people think that, oh, somebody else is going to call. And it's funny, I always think of this because whenever I see something happening, that does come to mind, oh, somebody will call. But then I'm like, you know what? The bystander effect, let me call. So I, I've seen car accidents, things happen and I'll call 911. I'm like, yeah, other people are probably calling, but <laughs> I'm also calling right now. And so for me, like involvement in the legal system even just starts on that letter as a citizen we see something kind of happen, uh, you know, taking the, the time to kind of report that to, to say, hey, this is going on. But there can be other levels and, and ways that we do that. Are there some other ways that come to your guys' mind in regards to how we can be part of the legal system? Um, one of the things I was thinking, Alex, was, um, you know, a lot of demonstration we see here and there when it comes to something that is controversial. Um it is important to actually voice your view, whether it's by protest, whether it's because if you can't do it any other way, you need to have a, a way to show your um, being against this or um, being for that because demonstration could be both. So I think it's important for lawmakers to pay attention if you're protesting against something that we are very passionate about and we have studied and we know that the effect is not going to be positive, it will give them the option of thinking twice at least. If nothing, you know, at least they're going to say, hey, there's a protest here and there and across the country. So it seems like, you know, we need to really dig into it and look at it and to see how we can maybe even... Um, you know, the level that they're going to um, with that law, for example, maybe, you know, they can soften that or at least not go 100% fully with, with that option. You know what I mean? It's like, it's important to show because even even in, uh, we look at the organizations and the smaller places that we have worked, if the workers or the uh, staff they all agree with everything and think it's in the hand of the 
you know, um, executive director or the board, then they're just sitting with following everything they say. But immediately when people protest, when people start voicing their dislike or their opposition, uh, it just makes a huge difference. I think uh, in a democracy um, situation, where hopefully we are in some case, <laughs> but uh, you know, there's always question about democracy nowadays in even most democratic countries. But I'm just saying it's important to voice, regardless of what's going to happen. At least in your heart, you think you voiced what you think is right, and hopefully. You have done your studies. You know why you're protesting, not just following a group, but you really know this is not humanistic. This is going to affect some group of people. This is prejudice. This is, you know, when you really deeply get into it and you know your stuff, then yes, you really should voice. And that voice means we need to have a part in law. There's a question that may seem simple or simplistic, but it is not. What is the point of protest? Well, I think as I was mentioning, you know, being able to bring awareness to contrasting views or, or kind of a, an issue uh, in regards to, you know, this, there's problems with it, that there's bringing voice, bringing light to this law, this idea doesn't just it, it it can't just be accepted there's 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 pieces to it or parts of it that can be conflictual or problematic in that way and i think with the legal system too in general there's you know it's it's not just this you know oh everything is you know yes we all agree to this like every part of the law is just accepted every part of the law makes perfect sense i think there are inequities in the law just because i mean people make the laws our society is, you know, impacted by people's, you know, biases. And, you know, we, we see this play out in the legal system, you know, as far as even, you know, the way we look at incarceration rates of African Americans, Latinos, you know, those those numbers are skewed in that way. And so I think it brings to it starts to speak to bigger issues, not that I want to bring up all of these, but it starts to speak to bigger issues in regards to inequities in our society as well. And so that's going to be apparent, I think, even in the, the legal system, those inequities are going to play out as well. And so I think protesting is one of the ways to bring out concerns or, or disagreements about, you know, what is intended by those laws, and then maybe what's actually happening. So consciousness raising is important. Yes. Raising it to a level of consciousness. I myself, the reason I asked that question is because I I agree. I think it's important to raise consciousness, but I also do believe that the Buddhist saying of talk does not cook the rice. Somewhere in there, action has to be taken. The reason I bring that up is that having served as president of a few different organizations, I've seen a lot of people like to complain a lot under the guise of consciousness raising, but when it comes down to getting something done, where do they wait? Where do they go? Where are yeah. they? So I think it's important to not not just to say, well, I want to protest. It's easy to protest. It's a little harder to get involved in the system. Mm -hmm. You may not like the system, but this is the system we've got. And if you want to change the system, there are ways set up that, to change the system. I think that's an important piece. It's such an important piece is that, yeah, some sort of action has to be taken. And I'm not 
advocating in favor of subversive action, I don't think that's an appropriate thing because then we've entered a whole different realm where you're trying sure. to overthrow. I don't, I don't go along with that. I think yeah. if you don't like the system, if you really don't like the system and you can't change it, you may want to go somewhere else or do, I don't know. Well, I mean, it, I think there are proactive ways to be involved too. Yeah. I don't think it has to go to the extreme of, you know, having to remove oneself, but I think what happens though, to your point, Daniel, is that people don't invest in what can I do instead? It's like, well, there's a problem, you know, it's like, and and I always say, if you have some feedback, uh, you know, if you you have some criticism, you know, have some constructive information too, you know, and again, not that, you know, everybody's going to have the answer, but at least saying, okay, well be open to saying, and what can I do? Not just, this is a problem you know, saying, and what can I do? And so that means maybe getting more involved and learning, oh, wait, this is why this is like this, you know, and they still may not like it, but it's like, oh, okay, I understand a little bit more. And and maybe even with that increased knowledge and understanding could maybe even change it too. So yeah, I think it's, it's easy to say this is wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Uh, let's start to say, okay, how can I get involved and invested as well? I agree um, with both of you when it comes to you know, because I've been sitting in a position that, um, you know, I was managing people and I know it's easy to always complain rather than, you know, rolling your sleeves and get involved. But when it comes to more serious stuff, um, because we know that there's some government that around the world that are um, not for people and they're just doing whatever it takes to run the countries, um, you know, the rulers of those countries, and it's not democratic countries, it's, um, you know, totally a dictatorship, and people don't have any voice unless they get together and they, they try to reach to the world to say, hey, this is what's happening in our country. So I think there are different issues uh, within countries that we can just overall say, you know, you can be active in a more sophisticated way. Sometimes nobody listens unless you reach um, and then you voice it differently so that, you know, people can understand what you're going through and what the law is doing to people or what the law says, but in action, what they're doing, you know? So, I think we'll, we need to look at a bigger picture around the world. We, we need to look at the picture of what uh, some people are going through. It's not just um, talking about democratic countries. Even democratic countries in Europe, around the world, we see that there are some places that um, the laws seem to be right, people seem to be involved. But all of a sudden, we see something doesn't seem right to people. And the only way they can reach their voice to the world is to show they're against this, you know. So we faced uh, so many of these protests here in our country um, when um, the political issue happened, um, when uh, the judges were elected. We have been faced with things that didn't seem, you know, unlawful for people to do demonstration didn't seem unjust for people to do demonstration along those oh go ahead daniel is it our are you saying it's our duty to intervene in countries where things are going on don't like 
No, 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 no. I'm just saying people in those countries, they're trying to, for example, reach out to, um, you know, to the world to say, at least know what we are going through. You know, maybe, you know, it's, it seems like at least they want other people to know or other countries to know or um, uh, the United Nations know. You know, because there, there's always places that they need to reach out and ask for help. So, for example, they send messages after messages to United Nations and they feel like, you know, nothing is happening. They demonstrate nothing is happening. So they just want the world know that maybe the push comes from other places to United Nations. So finally, they can do something about it. At least they can recognize what's going on. So I'm talking about those very intense, you know, political situations or, or um, you know, when the jails are full of political um, individuals who have demonstrated and, and just because of saying something, they, they're put in the jail. I'm just talking about, you know, countries that are completely, um, you know, dictator, dictatorship and nobody can say any word about the government, then immediately they're put into the jail. And we have heard about those countries, um, and and I guess people in those countries are trying to, uh, you know, voice their situation. That's what I was trying to say. Got it. I wonder too, because if in those countries, like in our country, the idea a lot of times that is important to to recognize is it can feel so large and so huge of a system as an individual, we can say, well, how can I even make a difference? And I recall the American psychological psychological association emphasizing during a time of kind of political stress in our country, the recommendation of just even getting involved in the local level and kind of being able to contribute on that small scale, which can add to the whole and so I think it speaks to, like you said, uh, you know, being able to recognize those larger issues, even globally, I think also too the other end is so important too. individually, you know, getting involved in our community, you know, being able to, I know there's local associations here in Sacramento that encourage, you know, uh, psychologists to go and lobby and, and, you know, physically show your presence in support of different uh, bills and things like that. And so to be able to, I, I haven't myself done that, but I know psychologists have done that and they say it felt so impactful and they learned so much and, and felt as though their presence was, was seen and, and heard in that way. Um, and so it's, it's as an individual, we can feel like the system is so big globally. It's so huge. Like we can feel daunting, uh, daunted by the, you know, what this can be, but that could be a good starting point for anybody. Um, we got to our first break. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد من دکتر سعیده ملک افزالی هستم به همراه دکتر دانیل راکرز و دکتر الکساندرادی امروز دنباله صحبت دیروزمون رو که مربوط به قوانین و اینکه ما چقدر میتونیم در خطه قانون اثر داشته باشیم صحبت های ما در این رابطه بود اگر تازه رادیوتون رو باز کردین و صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین همیشه قانون و تمام مسائلی که به انسان ها ربط پیدا میکنه به نوعی به روانشناسی هم ارتباط پیدا میکنه ما یکی از صحبت هامون 
در این رابطه هستش که چقدر قوانین به هر حال میتونن موثر باشن در زندگی ما و چرا بعضی از قوانین که مخالف نظر ماست میتونه باعث بشه که مشکلاتی از جنبه های مختلف برای گروهی از مردم ایجاد کنه بنابراین داشتن یک صدای رسا و فعالیت های به لوکال کمی که ما میتونیم خودمون رو در حقیقت درگیر کنیم با اتفاقاتی که میفته اگر لازمه که صدامون رو برسونیم برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو ادامه میدیم back with Dr. Daniel Rockers and Dr. Alexandradi and uh, we continue our conversation about how much we can have influence in law. And for the first part of our conversation as continuation of our yesterday's uh, discussion over uh, the jury duty, the judges and the law, today we are talking about uh, as That's, um, the first part of our conversation was about uh, how can we influence and how can we voice and be part of or, or be active as a citizen when uh, something doesn't seem right for a group of people or something doesn't right completely fair. Even though in most democratic countries, we realize that there are people who are very active when something doesn't work with a group or the outcome doesn't seem as pleasant or as um, doable. But also, uh, on the other hand, those that they have been in upper positions, they realize that there's some people, no matter what, they're always arguing, they're always negative. So we are basically talking about both parts, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense. And here we are, as a continuation. And I want to hear from you, Dr. Um, Andrade. I was jokingly going to ask the question, like, so how often do you guys break the law? Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> and thinking about what our, uh, what our part is in the legal system. Um, yeah, nice but uh, what's that? Nice setup. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I break the law all the time, though. Like I jaywalk constantly. Okay, I should probably stop down this line of questioning. We're just going to end up in a whole different uh, part of our wrong. conversation. Yeah, like we're part of the legal system. We're part of the problem, actually. That's our <laughs> part. Individually, I'm part of the problem. I'm not part of the solution. You drive one mile over the speed limit. Uh, yeah, my parents would actually say a lot more than that. Okay, I'm going to stop. Um, I, I think, well, it does bring up the, the question for me, like, 
new social media, the idea too of like, uh, I think public accountability is a big part of uh, our legal system in the sense that they're, you know, the, the law, you know, police officers, things like that, they can't just do what they want. I think it's, that's when we see a lot of, uh, you know, issues and, and conflicts when we find out that whether it's, you know, police officers or, you know, judges when they're breaking the law in them themselves. And so I think a big part of, you know, our part of the legal system is being present and being aware and reporting those things too. And I think it, there's, sometimes some risk and some fear in that. Uh, I was I was mentioning earlier briefly uh, when living in Chicago, one of the things that uh, would happen at times is a police officer, sometimes a police off-duty police officer would be caught on a camera, um, like at a, at a bar or a restaurant, uh, like, you know, breaking the law, you know, uh, physically assaulting somebody. And that only coming to light because there was video proof of it in that way. So obviously the, you know, the ability to bring these things to the light is so much more now that everybody has a camera and a video camera on them with their cell phones every day. And so it's, it's important too, I think as, as people, if we see something wrong happening to be able to share that, I think it's tricky too, because then everything can be scrutinized and, and kind of magnified too. So that's the other piece where it's like, where's that balance of knowing that not only are people watching you, but the camera can be watching you. And that if you're, you know, as a part of that legal system, if you're breaking the law, you know, if you're, you're using that privilege of your, your role or your, your job to break the law, that, that should, that shouldn't be allowed. That should be brought to, the legal system, just like everybody else is accountable uh, in the legal system as well, or they're supposed to be accountable in the legal system. Are you a proponent of a surveillance state then? Yes, Daniel. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. I'm saying we should be monitored everywhere we go all the time. I mean, we do it anyway. We have our cell phones with us. They, you know, they track our locations, you know, we're, we're, we're volunteering you know, because of these, you know, big tech where we're, we're signing, I don't want to sound like, a, you know, a conspiracy theorist or anything like that. But I mean, you know, I, we could probably find a person, you know, uh, you know, on the internet at any point, you know, uh, I'm sure, you know, government can do that too. You know, uh, we got Fitbits and we got Apple phones and Google phones and we're logging onto our computers. And yeah, so I mean, it's, it's, yeah, sometimes you know my, my uh, family members will be like, "Oh, I don't, I don't want people to know where I'm at." I'm like, "You just posted on Instagram what you ain't for lunch." <laughs> You're like, "What do you mean you don't I want people to know?" Yeah, 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 you like took a selfie with your, you know, pancakes. Like, come on, like people know where you're at more than you're saying you want them to. So, yeah, right. You know, balance between surveillance too much surveillance and not enough surveillance and mm -hmm. too much surveillance versus accountability i guess or side yeah. a what were you saying i was just gonna say you know in a way it's a good thing that you're always watching yourself you know seems like you're very careful um you know wherever you are whatever you do because you know the media and also people that you feel they're around, everybody is watching everybody else. Maybe it sounds scary, but um, you know, it could be both, but also it's important that 
you always are in your best behavior because you never know where you are and what's going to happen. As Alex said, people have their cameras, they're taking pictures, they're videotaping. So basically, as a human being, we all make mistakes. We, whether you're in government position, whether you are just know everywhere you are, you know, there are ways that sometimes without even maybe realizing that you're not following through with the guidelines, with the law. And I hope it's minor and mostly, yeah, people who are conscientious, they're not making big mistakes. They're minor mistakes, but we are human beings. And I remember um, one of the times um, in our organization, we had an activity um, and the reason we picked that activity to do with um, teachers was to just sort of loosen them up and um, and accept that as human beings, there are places that we, we make mistakes, we have done mistakes in the past. So we have to look at the students with a different look, you know, just realize they're human being, they make not always follow your rules. So we're just trying to bring everybody on board with um, humanistic part of basically their job. So one of the activities we had was asking questions and asking people to step forward if you were in that situation. For example, have you ever stole something from the store? If you have, comes one step forward. And People were brave, like maybe out of 40 people, six people stepped forward. Did then anybody, did anybody of, empty their pocket, pockets with the things that they stole? Actually, so maybe they, they said even when you were in junior high, for example, have you stolen something from the store? And, um, and I remember some of the admins stepped forward, you know, and then the other question was, have you ever been in jail even for 24 hours, even for 48 hours? And then three people stepped forward. And I was at that time thinking, first of all, I don't know how many people also have done it and don't have the courage to step forward or you know, how courageous these people were that in front of the eyes of everybody, they step forward and then they actually, there was a time at the end um, that they were sharing the situation and what happened and, and understanding that these kids, they may do things that you have done. So understand that it's not the end of the world, but you learn, you experience, now look at you, you are in that position, you're a teacher, you're an admin, you're this and that. But look, you have done all these mistakes in your life as well. So things, you know, you have to look at things differently. You know, when we look at law, yes, we really have to follow. Yes, we do need law. But when you are real, you realize that people make mistakes and it's not the end of the world. So therefore, you know, when people are sitting there deciding, sometimes people think, you know, they're human being. They're not looking at everything that, you know, like they're the best people in the whole world. 
they have made mistakes too, you know. So they look at things differently when they have a different mindset. But with that, I want to say, yes, then people who have seen other people in different positions have done, you know, mistakes that, you know, maybe they know, but it hasn't been revealed to the public. So they, they sort of think that, you're sitting in that position and you're making decisions. I know you've done this and that, you know, uh, so that becomes more personal, you know, and then also some people that they have shown in their past positions, some um, prejudice, some injustice to other people that they were working with them. So they protest, they don't want them to be in that position, you know, so in general, I'm just saying I'm not for protesting or I'm not saying not protesting. I'm just saying, you know, somehow the voice of people mm. should be heard. So people who are sitting in that position, they can hear that these people who are against it, these are the, their views. Hey, Side A, right after that meeting, did anybody get fired? <laughs> no, actually, it was very interesting. Even to this day, I sort of was in shock for some of the people who, who stepped in. And I thought, oh, my goodness, they were very courageous in front of the staff, in front of, you know, because we have all these admins and then we have vice principals and then we have head of departments. Then we have teachers and then we have actually lead teachers. So now think about it. These are people that they're running the whole organization. And then the whole point was, look, we are the head of these organizations, but we have done all, you know, different, different one of us have faced with, um, you know, doing things against the law. Uh, no, actually brought us more together, you know. But also back to your question, Dan, I always wondered that how they felt when they did that, you know, afterwards. Were they happy that they showed and they um, came forward? Were they sort of questioning, why should I, you know, why did I do that? I don't know. I mean, as, um, you know, someone who look, look at, um, from the psychological point of view, it was always these questions for me. How did they feel after? When they came to the big meeting, were they always thinking, oh my gosh, now look at people, how they're looking at me. You know, I'm someone who went to jail or I'm someone who um, got DUI. I'm someone who stole something from the store. But the whole point to bring us more together was realizing we are human beings. At any point, we may make mistakes, and hopefully it's not a mistake that it's uh, irreversible. It's something that we can work and maybe we learned from, you know, and, and maybe that made us a person we are now. You know, we, we, we would have gone even maybe through um, more mistakes in life, and maybe that when they cut us, Maybe that was the point that we learned deeply and we stopped. And that's how we moved up to this position. You know what I mean? So the whole purpose was that, that um, looking at people from humanistic view and, and looking at things that happen 
through different eyes. It reminds me of, uh, we talked before about the fundamental attribution error where you look at a person and you kind of say, well, they did something because they're a bad person, but then if it happened to me, it's because of the situation. So what happens when you know the person and you like the person and they're a good person, and then you're presented with this information and you're like, oh, wait, now I'm having to like, you know, kind of uh, reconcile with this new information. And does it change my view of them? And I think it shows us some of the, 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 the perceptions that we have about people who break the law, people who steal, people who've gone to jail. Uh, it's, it's one of those things I find um, in, in the work that I've done with individuals and people I've known, there can be a lot of shame associated with that, even though that is not consistent with their character. And so it's, it's interesting, again, going back to this idea of, you know, our, our legal system, I think it's, we're a part of it, but we always think of ourselves, I think more often we tend to think of ourselves as outside of it and being able to be more of an observer than being a participant in that system. And if we are a participant, we think of ourselves kind of like I said, you know, I'll call 911 if I see something bad happening or I'll, I'll vote or, you know, I'll, I'll protest or something like that versus, I am going through the legal system and, you know, how that can change my connection and relationship with it as well. So, yeah, definitely um, uh, another way to to probably answer that question is what has been our involvement with the legal system too. Um, We got to another break uh, and we come back to continue our conversation about how much we can affect the governing laws or in general, how can we be part of the law um, and show our view whether for or against. شنوندگان عزیز رادیو بامداد من دکتر سعیده ملک افسلی هستم به همراه دکتر الکساندرادی و دکتر دانیل راکرز امروز در خدمتون هستیم اگه صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی میشنوین ما روزهای شنبه و یک شنبه از رادیو بامداد از ساعت دوازده تا یکی بعد از ظهر به زبان انگلیسی صحبت میکنیم در دو قسمت اول برنامه ما صحبت کردیم راجبه اینکه چطوری ما میتونیم موثر باشیم در قوانین و یکی از راهاش اینه که در گروه های کوچیکی که کمیته های مختلفی که هست فعال باشیم بتونیم مسائلی رو که میدونیم به ضرر یک گروه خاصی هست و جنبه های به غیر منصفانه هستش صدامونو به گوش دیگران برسونیم صدامونو به گوش قانونگذاران بگذاریم و الان رسیم به یک بریک برمیگردیم و دنباله صحبتمون رو در آخرین قسمت ادامه میدیم
We're back with Dr. Alexander Rodi and Dr. Daniel Rockers. This is Dr. Saide Malikafsali speaking. The first two parts of our conversation basically was how we can be effective in a system, in the government, in lawmaking um, situations where we notice that something sounds prejudiced or unfair, or if something seems um, not for the good of the public. Um, but also we discussed that there are always people on top that definitely are looking at all the aspects of the law. Uh, but sometimes we have noticed in different societies or even in United States when some political issues uh, is very heated, there are people who demonstrate. Um, and we talked about some of the countries that uh, unless people don't come in the streets and um, demonstrate, um, people don't, in other parts of the world, don't realize that there are people there suffering from some of the issues and they want to send their voice to the United Nations or to all the people around the world. Maybe they know even the least is at least hear us, If even if you can't do anything about it. But just remember there is a place that this is happening. And even in our country here, we notice that these things sometimes here and there happens when um, something, um, you know, a judge is elected, a political issue is uh, in the um, situation where it's becoming law. And uh, we talked about all these, these two parts of our conversation. And for the last part, we like to continue in general um, with smaller organizations, if we start from small, I always feel like, you know, if we start from ourselves and think of mistakes we have made, think of, um, you know, breaking the laws we have done in the past and looking at um, experiences and learning that was the result of this um, in your personal life. And just like always we talk about this, start from ourselves and, and see whether we are doing our duty as a citizen. We are doing what we are supposed to do because we also talked about it's easy to complain. It's easy to always demonstrate when a when group of people are um, against something. Some, some of us are more in tune to be the complainer. And some of us roll up the sleeves and um, do something positive. So I wanna see, what do you guys think? Um, start from there, then maybe small committees, small associations, local government. And then that way we can actually be more effective in law and in the system. It was one of the first things that comes to mind is like, what is the, typically what do we think of the people who, will comment on something. So like, for example, one of the first places my mind goes is to like Yelp, for example, you'll see like on Yelp, which is a, an app where people review different restaurants and businesses. You'll, I think you see people in the extreme, you see people who are complaining about something and then you'll see people who like love something. And maybe rarely do you get an actual picture of the people in the middle who are like, okay, that was okay. I liked it. It was, it was pretty good. And I feel like that happens when it comes to the legal system sometimes. So it's like the, there's this extreme of 
your average everyday citizen maybe not feeling like they need to get involved or can get involved, um, but just even recognizing that you too are affected by these things, even if you're not uh, feeling as though you're a part of that. We are all a part of that legal system in some way. So I, I think it's, you know, in, in different cities, you know, there's different ways to get involved too. I know uh, when I lived in Chicago, there was like the local alderman, each neighborhood had their alderman. It was an office you can like literally go to. Uh, and if you had an issue or concern, you can like literally walk up to the counter and be like, hey, like I wanted to, you know, express this concern that I noticed in the neighborhood. Uh, and, you know, you may not be, you know, sat with the alderman right in that moment, but somebody would take down, you know, you know, your concern and pass that message along. So I remember that feeling very, uh, you know, very like uh, you could, you could, you can do something. I'm one of those people. I always love to go somewhere and do something. If you told me, okay, yeah, just email, you know, this person and maybe something will happen. I was like, well, that's probably not going to have an impact. So if I can like physically go and be like, Hey, I have a concern or an issue with something, um, or even something's working really well. Hey, they put some speed bumps in down the street and it's like really kind of cut down, um, you know, cause you know, traffic and, you know, people driving fast, you know, just being able to voice those things. I think it's recognizing that we are part of not just the legal system, but our community as well. And so I think that's kind of one of maybe the first steps, like what is, what does it mean to be part of our community in what ways can we not just give to our community, but things that we can get? It could be a very reciprocal kind of relationship. So this, Al, Alex, this was in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the alderman. Yeah, that's we don't have that around here, do we? Yeah, no, I was trying to think if there's an equivalent in Sacramento as far as like a like a city each, council member. Yeah, city. But that's like it feels broader in that way. It sounds council. like it because how what was the region but at which this alderman would cover in well there was yeah it, great question so there were there were like i don't remember if they were called districts but i remember i was in the wards that's what they're called i was in the 44th ward over by wrigley field and yeah it was just like that it was like a collection of neighborhoods probably like a 30 block radius so like this person was responsible to some degree for that neighborhood and so I remember that being very interesting to me given living here in Sacramento, you know, nearly all my life. I was like, wait, like you can go to this alderman's office and like complain and say stuff. And, you know, uh, one of the things parking is horrible in Chicago. And so you'd have to get visitor passes. Anyway, I'd go there for these visitor passes. And I remember like, you'd see those people who you would think would be there like complaining and upset and frustrated. And so that's definitely that. But again, it's, it was like accessible. You can like go and voice your concerns. And so, yeah, if there's, I don't know if there's anything locally like that too, but I remember I really like that idea. You can go somewhere and, and literally express your concerns with what's going on in your neighborhood and your community as well. We have uh, Alexa and Dan, we have neighborhood watch. I think that uh, in each neighborhood, you have a person who is sort of in charge and in a couple of neighborhoods I've been um, so far mm. in the past 30 some years, everywhere we've been, we had a neighborhood watch and there was a person who was in charge who would bring um, papers, announcements, gatherings, and then uh, also complaints, you know, something has happened in the neighborhood. I feel like this is sort of that, that you're describing. Mm. And they didn't have an office, but their homes, um, you know, their address, everybody knew this person lives here. 
and there is uh, sort of watching the neighborhood and uh, maybe that's what's happening here. And maybe maybe that individual could take it up to the city council or something like that. Yeah, yeah. This, the 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 aldermen were part of the local government, and so oh, okay. that, that so was a little more connected local. in that way. Yeah, yeah, direct in that way. I mean, so yeah, there was but, a position given to that person. That's yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. So which is interesting, but yeah, to to your point, Sade, I think it is that idea of you know being involved, knowing that there's somewhere you can go, people that you can talk to, even the neighborhood watch. I think even that's an idea where your concerns can get kind of heard on that level. Yeah. And some, um, you know, in different neighborhoods that we have been, some um, neighborhood watch head is very active and some just once in a while send a message or something. But I remember the first place we were in Sacramento, the person who was in charge was too active. <laughs> and <laughs> it was just sort of like watching every move in the neighborhood. So, um, yeah, so it's different. It's uh, interesting that the whole personality of a person can take it to a different level, you know? Yeah. And that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Too. in the neighborhood watch, you maybe at the, you know, there's a stereotypical idea of neighborhood watches, like these people who are like nosy or like overly involved or overly yeah. invested in that way. So, yeah. yeah, but, but I think it does raise the point, you know, trying to get connected on some level. Uh, and I think a lot of times it's just starting with information, you know, from your neighbors and trying to, you know, uh, kind of connect in that way. Uh, that can be the start of like, well, who can we go to or who can we talk to? Um, yeah, that idea that we can be, we can have a voice and it can be impacted all the way up to even the legal system in that way. So in general, uh, we know that uh, every, um, you know, topic that finally becomes a law goes through steps. Mm -hmm. uh, there are lobbies and um, there's, um, representatives it's just has a system and levels that it goes through i want to know as a result of our both conversation from yesterday and today how much really we have power as as a just citizen uh, we know that when you read the law because i was actually teaching social studies uh, as one of the years of my uh, profession as a teacher and I know law says that every person by voting every person by seeing their local representatives you can really be active if you want but you can't just sit back and say you know my representative is thinking of everything but we often hear from our representative and we are too busy even to see what's going on but I'm pretty sure if someone is really active and goes to the office of the representative, we have done that as an organization. I know in SVPA, where the Sacramento Psychological Association is, we have done that with some of the laws that we were very much invested in wanting it or don't wanting it. We've gone to see the representative or representative and we talked to them. And also from educational organization that I've been, I have gotten involved in going and seeing our representative and talking to them about some educational laws. So there are ways to become active. And I'm sure if anyone who had experience of 
going to the representative, they listen, they talk to you, um, they have secretaries there to take notes and making sure they understand your point. And um, we don't know after that what happens and how much they take it in and they work on that. So obviously there are steps, but at least from our part, we know that there are ways you can get involved. It's not easy to go and just see your representative. Obviously you have to go through steps, you have to contact their offices, you have to email them and all that. But at the end, you can reach them by, uh, and um, send your views or um, you know, just visit them even. You know, they definitely want to be popular. They want to show that they're paying attention to their constituents and also to public. Mm -hmm. So they try even to be humble and make sure they give you a time to go see them. But if you really seriously are passionate about something that makes sense, first of all, you have to make sure it makes sense. You can find your way to um, try to get in and, and voice your um, opinion. Yeah, I think it's definitely interesting as you start to learn, because I'm thinking uh, over the years, just last several years, uh, upon being back in Sacramento, having met different um, uh, kind of legislative individuals. And uh, yeah, just knowing that, you know, you can talk with them and interact with them at different events, sometimes uh, through different organizations that, you know, they can be accessible in that way. I think it's it's really powerful. Okay, um, we got to the last part of our conversation. I know Dr. Rockers had to go to a meeting and left our meeting, but it's me and Dr. Andrade, and we want to end with um, our last statement. Yeah, I'll start uh, in regards to just kind of getting getting involved. Sometimes it's even doing a little bit of uh, research, getting online. You know what you know local representatives are available to you in your your neighborhood. Um, you know, where do you go to, you know, kind of voice some issues or concerns? Uh, I think there's even phone numbers like 211 or 411. You know, you can even research those kind of what those are related to, to see, you know, how can you get, uh, you know, some some issue or concern vocalized and it starts small. I mean, your voice matters. And so trying to vocalize those concerns, get that message out there. What about you, Sade? What would you like to leave listeners yeah, with today? Yeah, I'd like to, because I have experienced this, first of all, if there's an issue that you really realize this is not going to work for a group of people or is against your values and you know there's um, many people like you that this would not work for them, get them together, petition, take that petition to local uh, representative and from there just show your interest in getting involved you can just sit back and complain and in anything in life I'm just thinking rather than sitting and complaining nothing's going to change nothing's going to happen if you really care and you it's really important for you as a citizen as a person that you see this is unfair or not working for a big group of people regarding the uh, fairness, regarding the prejudice and all that, just roll up your sleeves and start working. Uh, in my experience in the past working with different organizations, I've noticed that if you are honest and they value 
you as a person and what you're saying and bringing forth makes sense. People listen to you. So if you get a group of people talk about what are your ideas and what are things that you care and you want to work with local government, bring them on board, get them sign the paper, go to your local office and start from there and be active. So with that, I want to wish every one of our listeners a wonderful week ahead and also say that there are podcasts that you can listen to and our podcasts are on Spotify, iTunes, and you can Google us under Culture and Psychology and visit our website uh, under Tavana organization, thetavana.com, the T-H-E, Tavana, T-A-V-A-N-I, Dot com and uh, also just uh, voice what you need us to talk please contact radio bomb dot and tell us what would you like to hear uh, wish you again a wonderful week ahead and goodbye to dr andrade and um, dr um, rockers yes have a good day take care پس از این زاری مکان عوصه یاری مکان تو این آکان دل دیوانه با غم به مزار خبر دل دیوانه تو باز آمدم از سر کوی او دل دیوانه پنهان کردم در خاکستر غم آن همه آرزو دل دیوانه تو مرا با عشق او آشنا کردی پس از این زاری مکن حوث یاری مکن تو این آکام دل دیوانه با غم دیرینم به مزار سینم به خوابارم دل دیوانه
آمدم از سر کوی او دل دیوانه پنهان کردم در خاکستر غم آن همه آرزو دل دیوانه بگویم با من ای دل چه ها کردی تو مرا با عشق او آشنا کردی پس از این زاری مکن حوث یاری مکن تو ای ناکام دل دیوانه با غم دیرینم به مزار سینم به خوابانم دل دیوانه به خوابانم دل دیوانه رادیو بامداد صدای ما و شما با زبانی آشنا